next set of questions, which is on the leagues in India. Akash, let me come to you with this again. Uh, Navid wants to know: Will our football calendar go through a major alteration the next season? Is it feasible for the investors? It's uh, it's definitely feasible, and I think the calendar will go uh, will have a change. It, it's supposed to have a Super Cup. But again, it'll it'll have a funny. I'm sure it'll have a break for a World Cup because Star Sports can't broadcast, so the ISL will stop in the middle. Uh, it'll always be second priority to them. Uh, it 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 is likely to be a longer season. I mean, it is going to be a longer season because that's a requirement from the Asian side, from the AFC side, and uh, it it will eventually. I think the calendar will eventually. I mean, how many times can we get it wrong, right? Eventually, it, it's been ten years since. Uh, our new dawn with the with our new agency that had taken over some some it, it it's been such a long time we'll finally get it right i mean this is the time to do it there is there is no other time we have, we have been forced into playing a longer league it has to be done we are we are going to play a super cup because primarily probably because the isl teams need a preseason tournament that will act as preseason for them uh, then we are likely to have some good state leagues as well in the off season and a, and a shorter off season which can be more useful as well so i think yeah for injury time because we need content <laughs> yeah so so, for, so actually it 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 will make sense for an investor because it will be a longer season longer it it will be a more mature calendar but on the other hand there is always opposition to uh, i don't know how to put it to there there is opposition from owners because it it enhances the costs so whenever whenever the isl has expanded or 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 there have been a there has been longer leagues there have been owners who've been sort of against it because it it uh, increases the travel cost increases the accommodation cost increases the cost of contract especially for the i league uh, where contracts are absolutely from the start to end of the season in most cases uh, so there are things there are uh but this is the only way forward there has to be some maturity and there has to be some consistency right now you don't even know i mean the i league teams why 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 will the i league teams assemble you don't even know what what will happen in the tournament next season at least in isl you know what is going to happen in the yeah. tournament so you can assemble and work in advance but there has to be some consistency and predictability in the in the system so that you can plan ahead that's why that's why so many clubs don't even offer two to three year contracts for these players who who knows whether they are going to exist whether the league exists and this is all down to such a such a poor uh, management from the federation and from their partners everything is out in the open like like abrishmina was talking about the india uh, the women's league right everything is out in the open why will anybody invest in women's football when you don't even know what what's going to happen it's, it's so random nothing happens on merit either so i don't know how how it's going to pay out for the investors but uh, most of indian football anyway runs on philanthropy or philanthropy i don't know how to <laughs> so so oh, it's, it's yes, sir. I, i remember i remember uh, calling it charity when uh, one of the uh, one of these guys who who owns an agency uh, I, i had a nice discussion with him and he says don't call it charity it's philanthropy uh, <laughs> it, it is not charity which i agree with him uh, so so most of most of the clubs are run like that anyway so i don't know i don't know why where the investors etc will sort of feature but yeah there's only there's only the only way there's only one way one direction it can take the investors will come right now right now is the bare minimum we don't have any predictability on the calendar but can you imagine just one small change give i league a television broadcast i was having a discussion with one of the i league club uh, people who work in the club and he was saying 
let's forget all these promotion relegation whatever if you take i league as a feeder league for isl and new sell players like what the vinci barreto is now gone to kerala blasters from gokulam kerala they got a nice chunk of change for that so just something like that also just do it and put it on tv because the moment you put it on tv they get sponsors and i yeah. think when they go to the sponsor people they are asking where do you show and they are like in one sports and they are like what is that and next year uh, from i mean already one sport has gone out of existence now so uh, who knows who will where they'll if at all they'll telecast the id but imagine that like it's a naturally the, all the teams have local support all the teams lot of them have a lo- lot of local goodwill especially the northeast teams and you have teams from all over the country goa kashmir kerala northeast you know everywhere so just things like this organically you can grow football you keep isl as a top division give it all the glitz and glamour just give the uh, i leave a proper uh, like television broadcast it will work wonders because they will create or give chances to a lot of players but right now it's a situation where we don't know how many of them will sustain for how long and uh, when when the access going to fall so but it's never going to happen that's also the sad thing. and that's the answer on investors a longer longer calendar for next season moving on the next question uh, is also from navit sandeep this is for you will fsdl consider including il team uh, isld uh, i league teams uh, going ahead a direct entry per se say for a Kokulam Kerala or uh, Punjab FC. If you pay the money, sure. Yeah. On sporting merit, I don't think so. If you can play, I think Ramla Punjab can potentially play and pay and get into that. So they might be looking at that situation. There is always an opportunity for a merger. So those are the ways I see sporting merit. No, uh, because nothing is in return. Despite AFC's dictate uh, uh, that time saying you have to give promotion, there is no written document of that sent. to any of the id clubs and uh, they are also not part of the central revenue pool probably that's what i if i remember correctly they won't be part of that so uh, yeah how will they manage the extra logistical charges and the player fares uh, you know all those things with lesser money coming so i don't see it happening okay so sandeep uh, let me ask you this do you see isl clubs having a lot more to lose by I league teams having a lot more to lose by joining the ISL on sporting merit. Um, if there is no relegation, then it's very good for them if they can find a financial backer who can make sure that they stay up there. They can do the year on year in, in you know uh, influx of money. Then it's good for them because they will get a prime time slot and uh, they can see where they stand and they won't get relegated. So once you get there, if you can sustain that level, then sure. But the question is, can you sustain and will you get there? Okay, all right. Well, moving on, guys. Uh, next questions. Uh, Akar, this one's for you, and this has got more to do with the uh, age group football that we have in India. Uh, this question comes from Kunal Singhal, and he is asking: We have been con- performing considerably well in the under sixteen competitions, be it the AFC Championships or the WA, <laughs> the West Asian competitions, etc. Do you think this crop of players can deliver the same kind of football in the years to come, or will they fizzle out as they make an entry into the senior team? First, let me clear clear something out there. This under sixteen team probably is not the under sixteen team. Akash, you can answer from there. Ah, uh, so I mean, what a person to ask this question, right? <laughs> uh, 
obviously these these how do i start how do i like i'm fed up of uh, uh, akash is so sad <laughs> i'm fed up of repeating things around age football age fraud in football so it's it's very just just you can anybody who's listening to this just keep track of the under 16 players let's see where they are 5 to 7 years down the line um it's very important to keep track of them because similar batches of players have gone missing after 5 to 7 years uh there are there are primary reason is age fraud you you seem to be absolutely fantastic in this age age bracket at this particular age uh but you're actually older than what you portray so when this levels out in the future uh in the senior teams you obviously don't show up in the same level and besides it's a it's it's quite a myth that that our under 16 team performed really well in that particular uh, afc competition the last afc competition that we entered in 2018 actually because the last one was cancelled so i had watched i i specifically watch matches so that i do not depend on others opinions right otherwise you were depending on a report all the time this is this is where on exposure to you are dependent on all india football federation's report i mean it, it couldn't be the worst source of uh, a description of a match than then uh, so i watched all those all the four matches including the korea one most of the most of the indian football audience obviously tuned in for the korea korean match and decided that obviously we're going to defend through that match because this is korea we are talking about right so that was the only way the problem is all those three matches were played in the same manner we we scored one penalty goal all tournament and that is it and that was vikram pratap being fouled by vietnam even in that match i think it was vietnam or myanmar i think it was vietnam even in that match vietnam you should watch vietnam's football and poise on the ball they were fantastic they 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 actually caught caught the ball down passed it around played and and it it was a struggle on a on a very poor field right and they still did it while obviously our excuse would have been that the field is bad so we were playing a direct game unfortunately we were always playing a direct game direct game in the third match where iran iran under 16 was playing against ours iran missed a penalty and a whole host of chances and they just needed to win one nil to to qualify and dump us out of the tournament we got we got really lucky right so in those four matches we had three nil nils sorry one one nil defeat one one nil victory with a penalty goal and two nil nil so while we discuss and and that was portrayed as the greatest as the best ever under 16 team and it wasn't right so a lot of a lot of the hype is because we just we are just starving for some sort of young youth some sort of hope and that is what indian football relies on and i don't think we are going to be able to sustain that level some of the players might be able to now because they have a certain avenue like an isl to finally sort of uh, my who you you might be able to play with better foreigners and you might be able to get a level of competition that is higher than previous times but even then uh, we sort of underestimate how the i league was in 2010 and 2011 and 2012 uh, because it was a fantastic competition actually at that time and uh, and with with even 14 to 16 teams right so so i don't think that they're going to be able to sustain this level but it's so important for us to keep track of this and learn from it and we do not as a and i'm so sorry to burst the bubble here if somebody doesn't already know this because i've written about it and i've exposed this with the help of people in the industry uh we when we went for an exposure tour in 2019 was it 2019 i think it was 2019 our india under 15 exposure tour team was captained by a captained by a player who was almost 17 years old 
and he was almost 17 and I was not 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 that I've done any investigative work for this I logged on to the All India Football Federation central registration system searched for that player and that player was nearly 17 in their own system. and he captained the under 15 team in Slovenia or somewhere this is how ridiculous this this entire our, our attitude towards age fraud is so it 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 generally doesn't matter to me what we do because because eventually the players you are seeing are going to vanish in a in a few years and that is that is one of the biggest that, that is probably the biggest reason we don't qualify for the world cup and all that and every four years we have a discussion because the players we we put in all the money and all the investment in are actually not the players who are going to be there in the in who are going to be there five years down the line it is that simple an equation we haven't been able to get this right and and the other argument is, oh, this happens in Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq. Yeah, but they, those, those players play at a certain level because they, they have that culture and they start very early. Our players do not start early. Our players our players cheat the system so that they can get a livelihood out of this sport. Whereas the whereas in Iran, Iraq, etc., these players are already playing the sport and they, they eventually compete with other, other players and get a chance to get into the national team. While our players take a shortcut by cheating the system, our coaches take a shortcut by cheating the system, our federation takes a shortcut by cheating the system. So it's 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 all uh, it's all a little. Um, I don't know how to put it. I don't have any more words. You can you can take it ahead. Okay, there you go. A very detailed answer, I would say. Uh, but carrying on from there, uh, next question, Abhishekmila. This one's for you. Kind of countering what a, a claim that uh, football Baba just made that. ISL gives an avenue for a lot of youngsters to get some some time under the light. Uh, this next question comes from Dr. Gloom and he wants to know, do I, ISL clubs hold on to young young talent and hamper their progress? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, a lot of ISL club have uh, teams that play in the second division. So for all the players who can't make it to the first team, they do... Uh, play in the second division with uh, the ISL club's B teams. Um, but also, apart from that, like Akash mentioned, I mean, uh, if they do, if, even if they are with the first team and don't get game time, they do learn from being in the system and being around f- players who are better than them. And learn and maybe even if they don't get chances in that club, they can go on and do better. I mean, we have had that example this season with Manveer. I mean, he hardly got games with FC Goa. But then he moved to ATK Mohan Bagan and played to his strengths and then he did do well. But the basics did come from the time that he spent in FC Goa learning how to be on the ball, right? So... I mean, it's not like they're hampering the progress. It just may seem like it may seem like that sometimes because they don't get like uh, youngsters. It's difficult for them to get a bit of game time in ISL. But uh, I I don't see it that way. I don't think they hamper the progress. Akash, uh, you'd like to add to that? Yeah, the the argument here eventually then goes into that oh we should we should promote and we should uh, sort of put regulations around the oh these teams must field a uh, an under something homegrown player etc cetera, etc cetera, which is again such a bad solution. I mean, you you can't the the ISL teams are investing a lot for if yeah. to win or to compete in a competition, right? And then eventually you're going to play the nationalism wala card, and which which says, oh, you should be doing it for, oh, you should be playing young players. Oh, how can you how can you sit young players on the bench? 
well they they want to they want the best young players because they are they are planning ahead for 5 years so that that's why they 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 sort of want want these players on a contract right now i mean uh, the 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 argument isn't that whether or should you should blame isl clubs do something around you know expand the calendar have some more matches so that so that these players can actually play they are not restricted to one league and one one competition and whether when when you can't play at that competition at that level then you are sort of then you don't have any game time across the calendar that's not how things work right you can't you can't expect game time to be given as charity to you in the topmost league of a country it has to you have to earn it so this this entire thing as well right where you sort of go into this guilt trip or oh, these clubs are not playing uh, youngsters they should some of these clubs are actually playing youngsters and actually that that is their only card to sort of uh, like in odisha fc that's that's the only card they've played to sort of save their face which is good i i i i generally like how odisha had played with the in the last few seasons in at least under uh, i forgot his name gombao right yeah gombao uh, so matlab at least they were, they were they were sort of giving youngsters a chance etc and that then you you saw what their performance is like right you don't expect an atk mohan bagan and a mumbai city fc to do that Uh, because because they've invested so much, they want to win the competition. So uh, the yeah. I League, for example, I don't know if the listener who's asked knows this. The I League tried this. The I League has a, I think it's not has, it it is had. I League had an under twenty two rule. So so first of all, the the Indian arrows was made for this because people were not <laughs> the pylon arrows initially. It was called the pylon arrows. Yeah. So all the problem that the I League clubs weren't giving youngsters a chance. Now that 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 uh, funding did not sort of uh, the pylon pylon group. I think it was a pylon group, right? So the the funding stopped yep. for that. So the Indian arrows, so the arrows team dismantled. Then the I League introduced a rule where you have to play an under twenty two player in the starting lineup. What the coaches used to do is take play them in the under twenty and take them off within five minutes of the game. That was even more embarrassing for the for the under twenty two player. They were just placeholders there. So I, it's just I, I'm I'm usually against uh, a lot of rules and regulations and forcing of hands well i'm a liberal that way so so it has to be sort of it is an open market it has to be done in a certain manner you can't keep on pushing pushing teams to do it do in a certain manner to to push them to play a certain uh, next next thing you would say that every team has to play a striker so matlab an indian striker that that can't be the way things go right Right, the premier competition of the country. It's either you perform or perish, right? And that's the way it should be. We move on. Next question comes in from Manju and Sandeep. This one's for you, particularly to do with Karnataka football. Oh, sorry. Can this I question... can I add just one more thing? Whether you just you just said perform or perish, right? If, huh. if the ISL clubs still haven't been able to do this, right, where they have the security of not being relegated, then there is no hope in expecting them to do this. बैंगलोर because of this question right i spoke to people at the case now you know me to be quite cynical about what people uh, federations and associations are but i have to say that the current case they are quite good they are at least in terms of making sure that there are uh, 
tournaments and things of that nature going on. There's always some tournament going on. Okay. But, uh, so the, there were apparently plans to have inter-district football games. So in the same sense that they would have all these district games and then they would come to Bangalore and have one uh, final round of sorts. All the winners of the district round will come and play in Bangalore. So all these plans were put in place. I think uh, now when he said it, I sort of remember writing about it uh, before the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. So, But because the pandemic did come, a lot of these things went out of the window. But having said that, 26 districts, I think, are or 27, I'm not sure, one of the two are actively playing uh, football uh, locally. So uh, they are expecting good things to come out and I think there is going to be some selection trials also for the under-15, under-16, 17 teams for the national teams. Because some of them is here. Yeah. So, uh, they are going to be playing some matches and things. There are some, not a camp, but they have picked up some players. And uh, because Shang Venki is from here, he gets to watch the games and see if he can pick up some players on the other side. Good things are happening. Maybe in a year or two, you will finally have an inter-district uh, tournament also going on. But as it stands, uh, there are only plans and COVID has really, really affected. There are other plans also. All right. they, they did expand C division, but uh, there were plans to increase to even more clubs that didn't work. Right. I think, Sandeep, what you just uh, spoke about, uh, districts having their own leagues and then an inter-district competition is something that I see in Maharashtra also. Like Bombay has an MDFA, then a Pune has a Pune District Football Association. They have their league of their own. Kolhapur, Nagpur, they have their league of their own. And later in the season, once these local leagues are done, then you have an inter-district competition, which is technically the state-level competition. And from where pro- your Santosh Trophy team is selected, I think that is something what Karnataka is also trying to... Is something on the similar lines, right? Yeah, something along the same all right, great. So, moving on, next question. Uh, Abreshmina, this one's for you. Uh, and he wa- the question comes from Roshan and he wants to know a little more about Mumbai City FC's next season and uh, their appearance in the AFC Champions League. Uh, who do you think uh, could be a good fit for the Mumbai City FC team, an Indian player, who could help them in their aspirations in the AFC Champions League besides J3? Uh, so, I was just saying, I think they have a pretty good... Uh, squad in terms of the Indian players as is. Uh, so I honestly, uh, in terms of who they should sign as Indians, I think they have put up a pretty good squad and the Indians that they have actually help their foreigners also perform to a great extent. So I don't think in terms of like just for finishing, you need a particular Indian player. If they want to, honestly, if they want to win, they uh, they have a pretty, like they have Indian players on the wings, which is exactly how, what the strength of, say, Indian football at the moment is. I mean, you have way too many wingers. So, uh, that is where they use the Indian players and I think that, that pretty much works for them. Uh, next question, Akarsh, uh, this one comes from Nutmeg. And his question is, will there ever be another AIFA president or this position as retired with Purple Patel and he'll be the president all, till the time he wants? No, unfortunately, he can't. Sorry. Fortunately, he can't. Unfortunately, <laughs> he can't. Uh, because there seem to be clear candidates in who seem to be eyeing that position, starting with the, our uh, football the Yeah. So... <laughs> I'm actually quite out of touch with the whole thing because I think it's just 
either way right now things are not controlled from the federation it's it's just a it's just a prestige thing that you get to sort of be in the be as a AF, afc vice president etc etc i don't even i think it. they have made aifa into this president's role in the indian indian entire system where president just signs off and it's a prime minister which is fsdl now does all the yeah yeah exactly so that's a, that's a good analogy but also also i think praful patel has been given some honorary president role mm-hmm. and the only worry is that uh, whoever comes in next shouldn't be just a proxy for him right sometimes these things play out that way right like proxy voting so so sometimes sometimes it's just a phase but the but the entire thing the thing is running the same way well that i think brings us to the end of the question that's one more question uh, this comes from howard versus hard work a uh, pretty interesting twitter handle there uh, the question is for shlok unfortunately he couldn't join us on this recording so what we have done is we, we asked him to send us a recording and we'll play his answer once i read out the question here so uh, the question is uh, the person wanted to know uh, wanted to know how shlok can explain what he gets how he in- inferences from various metrics that he does for his analytic pieces uh, on various copies that he writes so here's what shlok had to say okay so uh, the question was how i get various inferences from metrics right now i would like to say that my work is divided around 70 30 based on the eye test and metrics which means 70% of my conclusions i der- derive simply through visuals Uh, which is watching matches and so on and 30% of it is backed up by metrics um this is primarily because metrics in indian football aren't as fleshed out as the ones in european football um just for example let's look at something like pass accuracy right um let's consider two defensive midfielders deepak tangri and ahmed chahu deepak tangri would not be as adventurous in his passing as chahu and neither does he take set pieces right most of his passes may be sideways whereas amajahu he goes long he's one of the major creators in his team which means he attempts more difficult passes and um in that way if his pass completion rate is lower than deepak tangri that does not make him a worse passer it just means he's trying to attempt difficult passes this is something that stats may not show you because we don't have many advanced stats in indian football yet you know the ones on sofa score don't really talk about the length of the pass or even the situation you know whether the pl- pass is played under pressure um whether it was a set piece which area on the pitch it's coming from we don't know that so a lot of the analysis or the inferences i have are through uh, the matches i watch of course there are some great stats you know like i would advocate for xg which tells you about the quality of chances and what not but um in comparison you know there's a lot of misleading stats as well like chances created um which which literally means a pass that leads to a shot now when you think about it a pass that could be a simple sideways pass followed by a shot 30 yards away from goal it's it's rather um unproductive if you think about it it's not like that pass created anything fancy as such it's not like it created a particular chance but it's still called chances created and you know some people will post it as oh this player created five chances but you know it, it sounds misleading if you if you get what i'm trying to say right so that's the thing like uh, we really need to know the context of the stats we use sometimes i have to adjust the stats uh, for example this one piece i had done 
um, I had to adjust the stats according to possession because teams that have lesser possession tend to defend more and hence the defenders get to complete more tackles as compared to a team that holds the ball more often. So I had to adjust those stats according to the possession each team had. So there are these things, there's various things that you do with stats. A lot of times you don't just take them at face value and say, okay, you know, this number directly means that X thing happens. It's it's usually not like that because football as a game is very fluid and, you know, unpredictable. So it's very important to not only know the definition of the stat that comes, but also how many contexts it can be interpreted in. And um, yeah, that that's mostly it. So uh, that was slow telling us how he breaks numbers for his various analytical copies that he writes. There's one more question and Sandeep will get this to you. Dr. Gloom wants to know what is KFA's, that's Kerala Football Association's vision with the Kerala Premier League. So, okay, so KSA, uh, yeah, so Kerala, the Kerala Association, mm-hmm. they had some, the last three years have been quite good with KPL. They have done well. Uh, a lot of teams have come and gone, but there have been consistently teams uh, and a lot of Malayali players have been scouted from these teams. Especially like Edmund Penny, for example, uh, recently. And uh, so there is also a lot of investment going into a lot of the Kerala teams. Like a Luka SC is a new team that has sort of picked up, or uh, Sheffield United, you know, joining forces with uh, I think Kerala United, right? FC Kerala United, right? or Quads uh, now changing into new ones. So basically, there has been a lot of activity going on in terms of Kerala football. So uh, KSA now has another plan, which is to have. This is interesting, right? They went and uh, are sort of looking to do what they had just done. They are trying to get a commercial partner who will run their first division league. It will be called the Kerala Super League, very uh, intuitively titled. And uh, in that league, they will have the top division teams playing. And then the Kerala uh, Premier League, at the right, at what it is right now, will become the second division. So these are the plans they have in motion. But all this is, uh, I think they finally found a sponsor or are close to finding a sponsor for the KSA for the Super League. And uh, KSA is actually, the KPL is actually quite well run for, because they have a sponsor like Ramco, I think plays around 30 lakhs or something just to like, you know, do the whole thing. So, um, they are doing a lot of good things because Kerala football in the last few years has sort of fallen off a cliff. Let's see, after Joko Langeri and all of them, there was nobody that stood out, right? And then we had Reno and uh, Vineet sort of there for a year or two. KSA is doing all these things to help them climb up the ranks. So let's hope, uh, let's hope it works because they really need some players to come out from that area. Well, absolutely. Like, I don't remember an actual superstar from Kerala after I am. It was the last big name that I remember from Kerala. We hope that going ahead, we could have a few more players play, not only in the various clubs in the country, but also for the national team going through, right? So that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope, guys, uh, the listeners out there had a really good time throughout the season as we brought you everything that happened in Indian football. Uh, I urge you all to stay in touch with us on our social media platforms. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our handle goes by the name of Injury Time IND. Write to us, tweet to us, have engagement, uh, engage with us. And also, uh, with 
individuals out there. Akarsh is pretty active on Twitter. Sandeep is there. Aprish Minaj is there. I'm also there. So come uh, come out and have conversations with us. We can like take these conversations forward on various Twitter handles, right, guys? So with that, we bring to the close this season of Injury Time. Thanks a lot for being there, and guys, thanks a lot. for coming on the show akarsh uh, sandeep and abhishek mina without you all this show wouldn't be possible and thanks a lot okay.